Well, hello and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. And we've got some really quite, well, shocking news, haven't we, Victoria? Victoria's joining me, our very own Holby expert. And there's some really big news this week, isn't there? Yeah, um, we begin this week's uh, Holby Roundup with some, as you say, very shocking and quite sad news, really, for Holby City fans. I can't actually believe I'm going to say this, but um, the BBC recently announced uh, that after 23 years on our screens, Holby City is going to be axed. Um, we're told that... I mean, it does, we need like some we need some kind of like incredible music yeah. at this point, don't we? Like, you know, it feels... It's all some really sad but powerful music to come yeah. in. If you can make that happen, please go. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it's 23 years. Um, we're told the show will remain on our screens until March next year, so we still have it to enjoy up to then, but after that time, it will be no more. I just, I just can't get my head around it. I mean, obviously, Holby fans are absolutely rightly understandably up in arms i mean we've been doing these podcasts throughout the whole of lockdown from home you've heard my dogs barking you've probably heard the kids screaming you know keeping it real um here but um you, we've been doing it at home and the soaps have really sort of well these ones particularly the hospital dramas have really come into their own it seems out of all of the ones to be axed this is the most unlikely yeah, I mean, the the BBC issued a statement um, explaining its decision and it, it there's quite a lot of detail, but it's it sort of, I'll, for those who haven't um, heard the news, I, I don't know where you've been, but it's been all over the news, basically. Um, but the BBC um, said, uh, we sometimes have to make difficult decisions to make room for new opportunities. And as part of the BBC's commitment to make more programmes across the UK, we have taken the difficult decision to bring the show to a close in order to reshape the BBC's drama slate to better reflect, represent and serve all parts of the country. It added, um, we would like to take this opportunity to thank the amazing team at BBC Studios and all the cast and crew who have been involved in the show since 1999. We look forward to working with the team over the coming months to ensure that when it ends, Holby goes out on a high. Hmm. The thing is, it will go on a high because it's at a high now. It's at an absolute massive peak, isn't yeah. it? I mean, there is something to be said for going out when you're on the top, but, you know, this just, I don't know, it just... It feels like there's more to it, and we can all be conspiracy theorists, and we can all uh, have our thoughts on it. It just, it just is incredibly shopping, so shocking, shopping, shocking. Um, so we need to savour every episode, and um, this week really doesn't let us down because you know not only is there massive news, but it's a massive week in Holby, isn't it? Because the whole drugs gang catch up with Andre and Evie. Yeah, I mean, Holby has given us some great characters in all of that time and, and a great character that we've come to know and love over the past few years, two years, I think, is Kian Madani. He, he's, he has really come up into his own. He started off, came in as like this cheeky chappy to give sort of Jack a run for her money. And, you know, but, but as, it's, as the story's gone on, we found out more about him. Um, and in the past well, a few months, I suppose, maybe even longer, we, we've learned more about his drug addiction and and how he's kind of gone down this very sort of dark rabbit hole to, to where he is now. Um, so, 
the, basically what happens next week is that he, Keon, is at the centre of, of this big storyline and he's stunned when two stab victims are brought into the hospital and it's soon revealed that they are Andre and Fletch's daughter, Evie. Um, both are in a very bad way. Uh, they've have, they've been, basically been attacked by the drugs gang that's been after Andre. And um, of the two, Andre is... He's the one in a critical condition and unsurprisingly we have this scene play out between Fletch and Kian who are arguing about who should be operated on first, um, Fletch being Evie's dad obviously. Um, Kian of course he vows to save both of them and but he uh, he prioritises for Andre to, to go to theatre first. Um, of course this is Holby and... Um, Evie obviously then deteriorates, but her worried dad refuses to let Kian operate. Um, he dishes out some some very harsh home truths at that point about Kian's late wife and his ex his late ex girlfriend B, basically saying that all Kian does is kill people, um, which is not what he wants. He is a surgeon; he wants to save lives, but he is just one of those people that drama seems to follow. Um, you know, and, and obviously Kian is taking all this on whilst battling the powerful demon that is, is a drug addiction. Um, it's, um, it's, a, it's quite a storyline, isn't it? Do, do we get any sense of whether both these characters are going to still be here? Well, um, the operations are a success, um, but... Kian is is he's clearly struggling with with the day's events and he does he fears he might use drugs again um obviously we know up to now lucky mental health nurse lucky has been kind of microdosing him to try and wean him off but they kind of fell out recently and and obviously we've had we have this big episode next week where he's really struggling to cope he calls lucky but she's ignoring all his calls um, and then there's a real question mark over to over sort of whether Keon might have a relapse. Um, and we'll see it possibly spiralling, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a great episode, though, and it really does show how Holby is kind of at its best at the moment. So, you know, we we can still enjoy it for a while. <laughs> um, and Sasha and Dom, they're, they're a big part of this episode as well, aren't they? Because they're both vying for the clinical lead job. Yes, yes. Um, it is a big day on Keller as uh, frenemies, if you like. Dominic Copeland and Sasha Levy are going um, for the job of clinical lead. Um, basically, it's Sasha's old job and Dom makes it quite clear that he's determined to get it. Um Hanson interviews we see sort of interview scenes with Hanson and both men to determine sort of what they might bring to the role um Sasha obviously having been doing the role for for years um and there's a kind of a side story though with with Dominic and junior Dr Jung um he's basically massively trying to impress Dom who he thinks could be his permanent boss anytime soon uh Dom tells he's got a nervous, got this little nervous energy Jung and um Dom tells him that he wants to work with medics who can use their own initiative. Um, so when Jung works out that a patient has a life-threatening condition that requires medication immediately, he thinks on his feet and breaks into the drugs cupboard to get it. Um, Not quite the thinking on his, thinking on his yeah. feet that Dom might have been after. 
yeah he's 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 just try, he's just going all out to impress and and I guess the question is will that prove to be the right move um and and of course who out of Dom and Sasha will get the coveted job mm. or will either of them dun 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fireworks either way um yeah there's also uh, there's also more from the Josh and Ange saga uh, next week, um, after they were basically rumbled by Hanson, um, Ange has managed to keep her job by promising to end her relationship with Junior Josh. Josh, however, he's um, he's clearly fallen for uh, Miss Goddard and won't let her go without a fight. So after impressing her with this cracking diagnosis, he then tells Ange that he's applied for a transfer to St James's Hospital. So you know they won't be since she'll no longer be his boss. They can be together. What will she say though? We don't know. He's clearly he's clearly smitten, but but you know, and he's a professional, so so we'll see. We'll see. Oh well, look, we've got many more weeks to still talk about Holby. Let's not get too upset just yet, and let's hope that the campaigning to uh, to keep it on the BBC will win. Well. The uh, the fans have uh, within hours of it being announced of its acts, the fans um, launched a petition. Don't scrap Holby City, and it's already had a fair few thousand signatures. So we'll see what comes of that. Yeah, wait and see, pie. So casualty, <laughs> <laughs> casualty. Another hospital, brilliant hospital drama. Um, football's pushing it back this week um, to the later time of nine thirty, but it's definitely worth the wait, isn't it, Claire? Yes, it is, Hannah. Hello. So, hi, Claire. Hi. So, yes, it's really, really interesting this week. We have um, a couple of weeks ago, we saw David's son, Ollie, come into ED with a mysterious vomiting and fainting fit. Um, and, um, you know, David, David's a great, 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 great nurse on, on, on casualty. And, but he, he has these little quirks and he gets very stressed about things. And you see him walking around the ED with his little bum bag. And he's, he's, he's great at his job, but he's very stressed about his son. So when Ollie comes back in, having had a, a moment at, um, at school when they're really worried about him and they've brought him in because he's still vomiting and fainting, um, David's up in arms. They can't find um, his wife, Rosa, who seems... To, have mysteriously disappeared and so he's all over rash dr rash saying you know you've got to find out what's wrong with ollie come on what's wrong with him um and um it, it turns out that you know we, we did see a couple of weeks ago that ollie mentioned that um he had the same symptoms that rosa's late son had before he passed and um this is getting rash thinking um he's still stumped lots of things are coming back negative they're doing a raft hannah a raft of tests and most of them are coming back negative well he isn't taking drugs you know that's one of sadly that's one of the first things they think think of you know as a um as a teenager is he doing drugs you know all of this um but in a way, Rash then comes down to thinking maybe that someone is deliberately poisoning Ollie in a Munchausen syndrome pro- by proxy kind of way. That's a bit scary, Hannah, isn't it? Oh, well, isn't this, isn't this a running theme? Hasn't this going on in Emmerdale? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so this is getting Rash really thinking. 
and you know so yeah and we are all being pushed down this road when you watch the episode Hannah you will see you're being pushed down this road um David at first is no how dare you say this about Rosa um uh but you know what uh the end of the episode uh we have the three of them standing there rash Rash is trying to stop David from accusing his wife without the proper, the proper facts. Um, and um, will he accuse his wife? Because, I mean, if you accuse your, your wife of poisoning your son, surely your marriage is over at that point. Well, I think the trust has completely gone, it's fair to say, isn't it? I mean, crikey, if you, if you... But also without any real proper evidence and proper facts i mean yes. that's the thing isn't it yes completely because because the, one of the facts her, her son died um and had similar symptoms she was seen giving him a hot chocolate well no one tested it she cooked him breakfast yes but so david ate it as well um and she was trying to give him water uh, that no one has tested any of those items of food or drink so none of us yeah, exactly. Nice. But it is—it's fantastic. I have to say, absolutely fantastic. Because usually in storylines like this, when you know someone is accused who's closer to home, like a wife or a mother or whatever, the other person doesn't want to believe it, despite the facts. And now this person's believing it without the facts. It's quite—it's yes. quite a different scenario, isn't it? Yes, it is. It, it, it is a cracking episode, so really um, don't don't miss it. I know there's a lot of football on at the moment, but really, you know, you can pick you can pick this up on iPlayer if you if if you sort of you've had enough um, TV. And of course, there's more drama for Phoenicia and Ethan. And and last I know their storylines really. Oh, I just want them to be together, but he's so desperate, yes. isn't he, because of his own issues to push her into Matthew's arms. I know. And this week, you know, last week we saw Ethan was unable to to suture um, a head wound because his hand seized up and he's worried that his Huntington's symptoms are kicking in. And this week he's holding little Bodie. We all know he adores little Bodie, loves his son to bits, um, but he drops him. Drops him, Hannah. Oh, from what sort of height? I mean, I, that is important, no? Yeah, so he's, so he's holding him in his arms and he's standing up, so I suppose from his waist oh down. Oh, my goodness me. Is the baby OK? The baby's fine. The baby is fine. But um, he says... He's tr- he's trying to he you know Phoenicia says how could you drop him he said he wriggled, but actually we all know that his hand his hand did that did that seizing up again so um, you know this makes Ethan even more determined more determined to push Phoenicia into Matthew's arms, but I'll tell you one thing Hannah at the end. Rash, Rash, Rash is the hero of the hour. I love Rash, Doctor Rash. He's absolutely lovely. He he has words, quite stern words, with Phoenicia, and he puts her straight and he tells her that Ethan loves her. Mm, will she follow her heart? Well, this is the question, isn't it? And you know what? It's I mean, how can you not love Ethan? He sends her a picture of her, you know, because he she, he said to her, "Do go on a date with Matthew," and he's looking after little Bodie. And there they are having a boys' night, watching um, Ethan's favourite Doctor Who, which happens to be the Tom Baker years. And they're both dressed in in these funny sort of brown hats and these stripy scarves. How can you not love him? Yeah, and and you know what. Yeah, he, obviously, you know, the Huntington is taking over and he you know, does have keep having these moments where things seize. But you know what? If, if everybody knows and everyone's aware, this is real life, this happens, you work with it. It's not a reason not to be with somebody, you know. that is, yeah. and, and, and so I think that if she knows about it 
then you know they can work together in that scenario yes yes oh i do hope they work out (laughs) (laughs) so um football is filling up um the tv schedules um and soaps aren't on at their usual time so the bbc is releasing all this week's eastenders episodes on monday the 14th of june on iplayer and itv is releasing all the week's episodes of emmerdale and coronation street on itv hub and also on monday the 14th of june um so you can binge watch or watch one at a time um or watch them in real time Whatever, the choice is yours. Yes. How amazing, 2021 is. I have to think, I have to say, finally, you know, this is a brilliant thing because it, when football's on and, and big sporting events, you know, soaps, it is difficult to schedule soaps and people miss them, especially, you know, we've got Wimbledon coming up. You know, those great long matches that, uh, that, that sometimes knock stuff out of schedules when they go over time. So I think I think well done to the to to the to ITV and BBC for for making this decision. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, great news. Okay, so Emmerdale. Um, It's Layla and Liam's wedding this week. Yes. We all like a wedding in a soap. Do you think it's going to go to plan, Hannah? Well, Bernice obviously is determined for it not to. She wants her man back. So I'd imagine, as per soaps and weddings, it will uh, have a few fireworks. There's going to be lots of fireworks. So Layla's desperation to marry Liam is matched by Bernice's determination to stop it, Hannah. So, you know, we, we know Bernice came back from Australia a, a couple of weeks ago. We, You know, Bernice is such a great character. The fans love her. She's she is. She's kooky. She's great, isn't she? She's brilliant. I love her. And um, she, she, to be honest with you, she did kind of figure Liam was going to wait for her while she went off to Australia to do all of that. And she's, she's a little put out that he didn't. Well, massively put out. So, so this week, does she come up with a plan? And on Layla's wedding day, Layla is shocked to discover Bernice is also wearing a big, huge white dress and veil. And she makes a last-ditched plea to Liam marry me oh my goodness me is this is this actually gonna i feel like there's a twist here there's gonna be some almighty twist isn't there because surely layla i mean there's got to be a point where your own sort of pride kicks in (laughs) and you're like you know do you really want to marry me do you really love me or do you want to be with her yes We'll have to wait and see. It's going to be unmissable. I mean, are we going to see two women fighting in, in wedding dresses? Is Liam going to leave Layla at the altar? She's already been left once, so she's a bit nervous of it. Um, or is, or is you know, or is Bernice going to have a heart? I'm not going to say broken, but dented, shall we say, because I don't think she's really in love with Liam. But So yeah, we've got three things here that can go on. Oh, the worst thing is, though, is if she doesn't really love him and it is just a case of I want something because I can't have it, um, we're going to have a lot of uh, heartbreak for Liam, aren't we? Yes, and Layla, poor Layla. Oh, and poor Layla, yeah, poor Layla. Oh, my goodness, that is going to be unmissable, as you say. Um, and Big Brother Aaron is trying to rescue little sister Liv. Yes, so, so yes, um, Big Brother Aaron's trying to rescue little sister Liv this week. Um, we know Liv's still in, in crisis after leaving Paul to die in the, in, the, um, in, the, in the barn at Mandy and Paul's wedding. So she's really spiralling out of control. She's drinking heavily. And um, he manages to track her down to a caravan that she's sharing with her mother. And he finds her drunk and having another seizure. Mm, can, can he can he save her? I mean, it's a path of self-destruction, isn't it, that she's on? Yes. 
Yes, it's massive, massive. Mm, a big weekend, Emmerdale. I, I, I can't wait to see the. I presume there's lots of lots of fighting between Denise and Leila. I just can't wait to see it. It's brilliant. Um, Coronation Street. Um, Seb's murder is still reverberating um, around the street, understandably, obviously. Um, and Nina's not coping with the loss of her boyfriend because it's, it's such a horrific crime. And this has caused this has caused quite a stir, hasn't it? Not just within the soap world, but also sort of publicly. People are just horrified by the storyline. Yes, they are. I mean, it's it's it, did, it was based on a real life case, so awful, absolutely awful. And and, and this week we see Nina hitting the bottle, don't we? And, and and she gets so drunk that she stays out all night. She does. And she's living with Roy, and Roy's really, you know, really trying to reach her, and, um, you know, he's really worried for her. She, she's, she's drunk in the ginnel. Oh, isn't everyone drunk in the ginnel? Um, sorry, I love the ginnel. It's great. Um, and so she goes out in the town. Um, she, while she's out on this messy night out, she does meet this older guy, Huey. And the next next night, she's back in the Rovers drinking with this, this guy who's still in tow. Um, and she agrees to go back to his hotel with him. Um, but, you know, is he all that he seems? He's, you know, obviously not... It's just too soon as well, isn't it? I mean, she is just in such a bad way. I mean, why is it too soon? I mean, she's just, just she's in meltdown mode, isn't she? She's in the worst state of grief that there yes. is. And unfortunately, yeah. when she's in this hotel, Corey is also in there meeting up with this Weatherfield footballer because he's won some kind of award. And, you know, this really upsets her. And this is when she, she picks up um, his award and threatens him with it. Um, and um, Abby has followed her there. Can Abby save her from herself? Hmm. Let's hope so. Um, we've also got Leanne and Simon um, back, aren't we, to face the music? Because yes. um, the court case is looming shortly. But is, is Leanne, is she going to go through with giving evidence in court, do you think? Well, so, so the police um, come round and try and persuade her to. I mean, she's very worried. You know, they kidnap little... Um, they, they, they kidnap Nick's little son, Sam. You know, these, these are really horrible, horrible people. Sharon who's a brilliant baddie, absolutely brilliant. You know, she's just wicked, wicked. Um, so, you know, Leanne, does she want to put any more of her family at risk? You know, Simon's at risk, she's at risk, uh, Nick's at risk, everyone's at risk. She's got to... And also, she's got to go into a court and face Harvey, who is really scary. It's, it's, it's a big ask. Will she agree to give evidence singles? It's a big ask, and, and perhaps the reason that a lot of drug gangs don't get busted because people are too frightened. Because you don't want to live in fear for the rest of your life, do you? Yes, and, you know, so if, if Leanne does give evidence, it's not just really always going to come down on her. She has a family, and they're the people that are at risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and this is my favourite storyline, obviously, the whole Fizz, Tyrone, Alina, you know, trio. Um, so, <laughs> it's brilliant. Alina gives Ty a makeover, and oh, no. it, involves, it involves skinny jeans, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> this is absolutely brilliant. But you, you can totally see this happening, can't you? And him just, he's so, he's so wet, isn't he? He just goes along with everything. Yes, I know. I don't really think he should be in skinny jeans myself. <laughs> Do you? Well, I've, I've probably seen worse, to be fair. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's the fashion. 
and she wants to make him trendy yes. and fashionable. But this is not Tyrone. I mean, how long can he keep up this? Because with Biz, he could be himself. That was the whole point yes, of those two. That was the beautiful yeah. thing about those two. Yes, it is. So... Evelyn is gobsmacked. Can you imagine Evelyn? She's just gonna. She's just gonna say something. Fizz smirks. Yeah. Well, this is a classic, isn't it? Absolutely classic, Corey. I mean, Fizz. She will be laughing. She will be laughing. I mean, what's not to laugh yes. about? I know. Um, okay. So Hollyoaks. Um, Euro twenty twenty isn't being shown on Channel Four. So Hollyoaks is on at its normal time. You'll be pleased to know. Yes. Um, now we all know that secrets never stay secret for long in soaps. <laughs> Um, and this week, Liberty hears a damning conversation between Summer and Sienna. Yes, so we all know a couple of weeks ago, Summer and Sienna got passionate, don't we, Hannah? And this week, Liberty discovers what her sister Sienna's done. So this is all a bit, woo. Oh, she's quite shocked, really. Um, and she confronts her sister, um, but, you know, um, caught out, Sienna asks Liberty not to spread this secret around, to, to keep her mouth shut. Um, but, you know, something odd's going on. You know, the drama deepens because, you know, Liberty has found out this shocking secret um, and she goes missing. It's just, it's, it's such an odd thing. She goes completely missing. And boyfriend Damon gets a mysterious text saying she needs time away. I don't really know why she would need time away because her sister and Summer had a, a passionate moment because he doesn't really rebound on her in any way. But So it is an odd text. And then the plot thickens when Damon finds a goodbye letter from Liberty on the love boat. Just where is Liberty? And for once, it seems... Summer seems to be innocent, Hannah, um, because she's shocked. Oh, no, I was shocked at that. Because she's upset when Brody says they can't get married until liberty is found. And is Summer's revenge plan on Brody in tatters? Because you know there is no there is no marriage unless we can discover where liberty is. It's a really sort of twisted plot. This one, isn't it? Yes. It is. It is. He's got lots of twists and turns. But there's one thing that we're sure of, it will end in tears. Yes. Um, Okay, so EastEnders. Now, you're going to kick us off with a a funny storyline this week. Yes. Yeah, I thought this was nice and light because there's always so much doom and gloom in the square. So we know that Sonia's dad, Rocky, is still chasing Kathy. Um, She's not having any of it. Wise woman, I would say. Um, uh, But then (laughs) Shirley's granddaughters, Frankie and Nancy, try to set their gran up with Rocky as well. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. (laughs) Oh, I think I, I like that because I think... I think that Shirley deserves a man. She's really... She's a great character, isn't she, Hannah? Yes, she is. She would do any man proud. Um, and so Shirley and Rocky... Very um, loyal, isn't she? She is very loyal. She's very family-oriented. So, yes, her, her granddaughters think, yeah, Nan needs a, na- Nan needs a man. Think of her in the film, though. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. <laughs> so... Um, so Shirley and Rocky get very drunk in the Vic, in the Vic, you know, much to Sonia's horror. Sonia just wants a nice, normal dad. She, that's all she wants. And let's not forget that at the end of this week, um, Sunday the twentieth, of course, it's Father's Day. So you know, Sonia's Sonia's it's the first time her dad's been around for Father's Day. So it's a big deal for Sonia. Um, and so you know, she finds him drunk in the in the Vic, and he's just not winning any 
Father of the Year awards with Sonia. Um, but then she spots something on his phone, just what he's rocky up to and why did he pitch up in the square? Well, yeah, there's a reason he's back, yes. let's be honest. Yes. Yeah. Now, I think, I mean, you've said that as a funny storyline. I think this is, this is probably <laughs> pips it to the post, really. Who said romance was dead? Because Phil is buying Kat the laundrette. How, welcome, the new Dot Cotton. I know. That's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? That is but brilliant. it really works. I can see her doing that, can't you? Yes. Yes, so maybe she could turn it into a laundrette like they had in the Levi ad from the 80s, you know, with the, um, the, hot, the hot model Nick Kamen. That would be really nice, who died recently. You know when they did that, heard it through the grapevine and all of that? Because at the moment it's just a bit grubby, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, the idea that... The whole thing is sort of seems to be working out quite well between these two, but there's got to be fireworks at some yes. point. This isn't a happily ever after, is yes. it? No. It just won't be. No. But and we've got um, a, a special guest star, haven't we, this week? Yes. Because Danny Dyer's real-life daughter, Danny, with an I, um, it, she's got a cameo appearance, and she's playing taxi driver Jeanette. Yes, yes, isn't that great? So, 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 yes. Um, Linda and Mick are due to go to the hospital for a baby scan. So we know now that Linda is really seriously heavily pregnant. She got she got pregnant at Christmas. We're now early mid to uh, mid nearly middle of June. So she's about six five to six months pregnant so she's in there for a baby scan. Mick is running late and he tells Linda he'll meet her there. So she she goes off and he hails a cab. Uh, and it's driven by by Jeanette, who is also heavily pregnant, really heavily pregnant, not just five to six months pregnant, but like virtually full term. Um, and um, so Mick gets in the back and just as they're driving to the hospital, Jeanette's waters break um, and you know, she's oh, I'm having my baby. And so Mick must get her to the hospital really, really quickly. Otherwise, he'll be delivering a baby. Um, but will Mick make it to the scan in time? Hmm. Why would you be driving a taxi when you're nearly full term? Just a question. But <laughs> so Linda, presumably, if he, I mean, if he doesn't turn up, she's going to be pretty worried. She's going to be. She's going to think, I would imagine, because she's carrying num- she's carrying Max's baby, that maybe Mick doesn't want the baby, and that maybe you know he's abandoning her, or maybe he's dumping her. You know, so it's it's a big thing not to make a scan unless. You know, and not to phone someone to say this has happened. Yeah, that does seem, and it, and it get, and it's kind of making well, matters get worse, don't they, for yes. for Linda? Because it turns out that when Jack took little Abby to see Max in Paris, that Max actually stole his granddaughter and disappeared. I yes, mean, that's pretty awful. Um, and so, in the question, I suppose, is whether Linda wants Max involved in all of this. Yes, that is. That is really shocking because he and Rainey have have um, a co-parenting little Abby. So really, uh, he he left the square at Christmas and he left little Abby behind Hannah. So he doesn't really have the right to steal her. He went off and left the baby in Rainey's care. And Jack, being the caring brother, thought maybe he would like to see his granddaughter. Took her to Paris. And then he's, he's, he took the baby and, um, and they've both disappeared. So, yes, you know, with this knowledge, which now Linda knows, will she want Max to be a part of their lives? Because can, is he trustworthy with a baby? Maybe. Mm, that's the question. I'd say maybe not. Yes. If he's doing that. Well, another brilliant week, Claire. Thank you very much. Um, we will be back next week and we will be enjoying Holby until, until we can't any longer. Thank you so much for listening and we will be back next week. 
Stephen. <laughs>